Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Discover New Music podcast from us at Full Pelt Music. Shortly we'll be chatting with US band Sunsleeper who were featured multiple times recently over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify. But for then the usual reminders from myself if you would please do follow us on social media we are on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music and again if you would please do hit that like button hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. Well, welcome everyone to the Discover New Music podcast from Full Pelt Music. Absolutely delighted today to be joined by Jeff from Sunsleeper. Um, welcome, Jeff, to the podcast. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolute pleasure to have you on. So um, the Discover New Music podcast is you know the accompaniment to the discover new music playlist where every week we feature some of the best you know new bands from around the globe and Sunsleeper perhaps have featured on that playlist more than any other band um so <laughs> yes um you know all the singles that have come out in the the lead up to while you can your latest album um we've really enjoyed and featured them on there so um the the podcast you know normally follows a set um structure so we'll start with the first section in just a moment and then we'll get on to discussing the song that is featured on the uh playlist we'll pick two out of the singles um that have come on and we'll talk about them in just a moment but first of all the first um section of the podcast is what we call the origin story so again it's the discover new music podcast is for listeners to hopefully discover artists and bands that they're not familiar with so they're as an introduction, you know, what is the origin story for Sunsleeper? You know, how did you uh, arrive at the position you're in now? Cool. Um, well, uh, being in the Salt Lake scene, um, playing music, everyone kind of knows each other. And uh, I had an old band that was playing locally in Salt Lake. And we played a few shows with a band called Sights. Um, and just kind of became mutuals with them. And then once my uh, original band broke up, just kind of looking for new people to collaborate with. And um, I hit up uh, via a friend, I hit up the drummer of Sight, Scott, um, and see if he'd be interested and uh, just create a sound. Really didn't even have an idea what sound or genre or like what would happen. Just uh, let's explore music together and kind of assemble some people. Um, and so we kind of spent a year in the dark just trying to find sounds, cycling through different ideas and even different members at the time before we even had a band name. Um, and yeah, long story short, Scott and I stuck with it. Um, we had a few member changes uh, throughout the years. And coincidentally, the uh, bassist of sites ended up becoming our bassist uh, a few years in. So <laughs> it's kind of a cool little, yeah. little situation that happened there. But yeah, I was just kind of basically wanted to explore a new sound, a new band, a new project, and uh, found like-minded individuals over the course of several years, and here we are. Yeah, here we are, and clearly it's gone very well because you've just released your second album um, as Sunsleeper. Um, so we'll get to that in, in, in a moment, but as I say, the podcast at this stage, we talk about the song that we've picked for the playlist of course as we say we've featured quite a few actually Sunsleeper songs over on the playlist so I've cherry picked two uh, that I'd like to talk to you about and the first one is uh, a recent single of yours Quitter um, so um, what can you tell us and listeners that have checked out that song on the playlist you know what is the song about and you know how did that song come together for you yeah absolutely it's one of my favorites um, that one came about so our uh, guitarist Cody uh, 
he he almost always would sound check with a couple of his own riffs throughout the years of touring with him and that was uh one of the the quitter riffs he'd always be sound checking with and so it always gets stuck in my head and like he, he wouldn't really talk about it too much we, we just hear it at one point we're like what is that did you write that or like what is that he's like yeah it's mine and so we workshopped it together during the pandemic um you know, he I to toss a capo on it or drop tune it or let's add this lead and see what happens. Um, yeah, it kind of became this new thing that it is now. Um, but I just, yeah, I just love that it, we've been hearing it for like years as he would <laughs> sound check with it and I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's a great, it's like one of my favorite songs uh, thematically. Um, it hits home. It's kind of a, a song about the arduous nature of tour life. Um, you know, but also not really envisioning a life without that. So just kind of double-edged sword of you're tired, you're miserable, you're broke, you're away from home, you miss, I miss my wife. But um, at the same time, I, I can't see a, a form of me that doesn't include being on the road and playing music and, I don't know, just that live expression. Uh, it's nothing really like it. But, um, yeah, and then there's just some tongue-in-cheek stuff tossed in of, you know, comparison games and like advice we've been given, you know, just it's meant to kind of be a yeah, tongue in cheek song about yeah. you, you love it, but you hate it kind of vibe. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and clearly, obviously, you know, you've touched on the, the pandemic slightly earlier and, you know, talking about not being able to tour. I mean, with the song being written uh, during you know those years, um, obviously was you know, the feelings you were feeling while sat at home, you know, obviously, you know, that's what you've put into the song, I'd imagine. Yes, exactly. Yeah, just reminiscing. Yeah. <laughs> the good and the bad times. I can't tell you how many hours I'd spend just going through, like, Insta archive stories or Snapchat yeah. stories, or just antics that we'd have on tour during the pandemic. Screen share it, make my wife watch. Check this out. She's like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, it's great. You were in Minneapolis. That's cool. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't know, tour is just such a special thing that, you know, you kind of have to be there to get it or experience it in one way, shape, or form to understand, like, how hard it can be, but how also very fruitful it can be. Sure, yeah, no, certainly. And, you know, it is a fantastic song, and obviously, you know, um, listeners, make sure you're checking that out um, on uh, our playlist or, of course, anywhere you stream on um, all the popular streaming sites and um, on YouTube and all those places. Um, as you can with uh, another track of yours that we've picked. So Currents um, was a single from uh, about five months ago, I should imagine now. Um, so again, similar sort of question to that one, because that's one that we particularly enjoyed. You know, what um, are the themes behind that song? And you know, where did it come from uh, in the first place for you? That's a cool one. I like that. Um, we, that one, a lot of our songs will start sonically. We'll start um, musically, instrumentally, and then let the, the tonality of the song influence the context of the lyrics. Um, a lot of the times I'll have a bunch of different folders of lyrics just kind of compiled by themes. And then after listening through a demo, you go, oh, this kind of has this undertone. Um, with this one specifically, uh, we had a structure of the song, um, but we didn't really even have a bridge going into the, the studio. Um, and the BPM of the song was a little bit quicker. I was having trouble really attaching a theme to it. And then once we got in the studio, uh, our producer, Brett, said, let's slow it down. Let's drop it. Let's make it a little more vibey. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. And then after that, I kinda, it kind of clicked. Um, it was actually our bassist, Jacob, said something to the effect of, 
the song kind of has this repetitious or secular, secular um, undertone to it, um, which could be cool to play off lyrically. And I was like, oh, that's, that's really good because um, obviously the pandemic happening and all that we recorded in 2020. Uh, life felt kind of like stuck in a cycle even before that, um, but just very routine based, um, no change and, and no real knowledge of if we would be able to do anything afterwards, you know. So, um, yeah, we just leaned into that and uh, I kind of used um, water and like the ocean as a metaphor for things that kind of go in cycles and, you know, waves and troughs and the tides and et cetera. But um yeah i just i I was excited about that one because jacob uh, our bassist was the one that influenced the direction of the lyrics so he uh yeah he's a he he can write some lyrics he he actually contributed some lyrics on quitter as well i forgot to mention yeah no excellent uh yeah real team effort and you know the end result is you know a a fantastic um song which again i implore listeners to to check out and listeners also to check out the video for the song which they can obviously find on youtube um so you know the song works really well and the video fits the song really well i thought as well so um what can you tell me about um you know the concept behind the video and how the video came about for the song yeah yeah similar um you know we want to lean into the routine or stuck in a cycle um my wife uh megan actually uh, directed it um and uh c- conceptualized with me and a, a couple friends jordan jordan tally who uh more on god he ended up editing it but yeah we we three i think even tyson might have weighed in but there's like three of us you know uh, megan and i kind of presented the initial narrative and then we you know figured it out from there kind of on the set a lot of the time too but yeah it was a lot of fun it was really cool to see my wife like just killing it she does video and photo and all sorts of stuff for her her day day job so it was cool to to get to collaborate her in that way and she did such a good job we did the next video with her too we did stay home (laughs) yeah which is you know a lovely you know story and great that you obviously are able to do that and yeah you must be really proud of her you know because it is a fantastic piece of art you know the the video um and accompanies the song really really well so um again listeners definitely check that one out um and something else that listeners need to check out then we've touched on it is your second album is out it's come out a few days ago it's called while you can um and of course you know as i've said you know all of the pre-release singles have, have ended up on our playlist we've enjoyed all of them as they've come uh onto our um desk you know and um it as a whole you know the the album is fantastic and listeners really need to check it out so what was your experience of writing and recording that album it was cool it was unique it was different you know again pandemic writing um kind of used music and, and writing as a therapy and a distraction uh, and just a coping mechanism to get through i mean you know the unknown was really the hardest part you know yeah. everyone was in that same boat of what's going to happen there's are there going to be is there going to be shows ever again we're going to be able to do anything leave our house you know um so yeah we, I, we turned heavily into writing it's just something to focus on we started off like remote writing sending ideas back and forth to each other from home um, as we closed in on, uh, I think October where, is when we recorded. Um, Cody started coming over uh, to my house, uh, just doing some whiskey writing sessions. We called them and kind of flushed out a few more ideas. And then once we got in the studio, I kind of briefly mentioned it, but a lot of things came to fruition 
in the studio. A lot of things changed. Um, a lot of things didn't change, but a lot of things did change. Um, just was really also interesting, you know, being isolated at home for yeah. however many months and then traveling across the country to New Jersey and spending three weeks in the studio. Like it's kind of a, a culture shock, but it was great. We loved it. But yeah, the, the whole, the whole writing process was very therapeutic. A lot of undertones on the record dealing with coping with unknown and, you know, also had a, a point of reset, a point of pause, um, just internally, uh, think about our lives and, you know, I don't know, I feel like it was kind of a, a catalyst for a lot of change and you can hear us working through some of those ideological or like, uh, lifestyle changes on the record lyrically. Yeah. Um, and obviously we touched upon it. It's your second album. So, um, you know, what kind of, uh, approach were you taking? Cause obviously, you know, a band's debut album is their debut album. And, you know, the second album quite often described as the difficult second album, you know, obviously you kind of put this one thing out there. Um, were you looking at, you know, trying to deliver something different or, um, obviously, I mean, the, the pandemic we've talked about, you know, would have influenced a, a lot of the records. But, you know, what was it like for you to to go into this album compared to the first one? Um, it was awesome in the sense that uh, the first record, just by way of uh, chance, kind of landed. We were a three piece when we were recording. Um, we had lost a couple of members at the time and there's people going through stuff in their lives. Uh but uh, yeah, because of that, I ended up doing a lot of the writing in the studio for the last one, writing leads on the spot, um, writing a lot of lyrics in the in the studio. This time around, uh, again, I feel like it was way more collaborative. We have like a solid lineup. Everyone's been in the band since at least 2018. It's in this lineup and everyone contributed. People were, you know, again, contributing past just their instrument. You know, Matt and Cody both have full songs they wrote, you know, instrumentally and lyrically. Um, Jacob's got some lyrics on it. Uh, just everyone was weighing in on everything. Scott had a lot of structural in, in, uh, insight. Um, specifically before we got in the studio, he helped really develop how these songs ended up being structured. Um, yeah, it was just really cool to feel like a, a collective, like an actual band. And I think the sound that came out of it, it was just organic, you know? It wasn't really intentional to go in this direction, but, it, you know, it just kind of yeah. happened, you know? bought a couple of new pedals and had fun with it and at the end of the day now it's kind of a little more dreamier than we expected but we love it I'm into it <laughs> yeah yeah and certainly you know when you know you just naturally move in that direction quite often that's when you get your best results rather than you know trying to reach for something that perhaps isn't there um exactly. so you know discover new music podcasts um for anyone that has suddenly stumbled across this podcast and you know hasn't listened to any of the singles hasn't listened to the album what would you say you know, those listeners could expect if they were to go and check out the album? Uh, an adult depressive <laughs> shoegaze undertone um, indie rock record. <laughs> I don't know, just a, a, heart, a heartfelt record um, full of vibes and rock riffs. <laughs> yeah no that that certainly sums it up for me having listened to it definitely and again everyone listening should go and check it out so um 
obviously for those fans that do know you um and have listened to that album of course you know um reaction and, and feedback is instantaneous in the age of social media unlike in you know the olden days where you'd you know talk to fans at a show or have to read reviews in a magazine that comes out you know sort of a few weeks or a month later um how have you found the reaction to the album since it's been out positive yeah yeah i haven't seen any anyone too upset about it <laughs> <laughs> i think generally that's our, our reaction we're a small enough band that people don't need to go out of their way to to True. be mad about what we've <laughs> created you know but yeah so far so good i'm happy it exists like you were saying there's been a lot of singles and it feels good to just have the entirety of the, the record out i feel like it's 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 got some solid singles for sure but it, it's meant to be listened to as a as a, a full piece of you know art um yeah so i'm having a whole the whole story's out there now so i couldn't be happier yeah definitely and i agree you know the singles are fantastic but you know the art of an album is is lost quite often these days but this certainly feels like one that deserves to be given the time to to be listened to as a whole um so no excellent excellent stuff and obviously the uh, recorded side of the industry is fantastic and obviously that's what drives a lot of uh, um you know the live side of things but of course you know a lot of people you know we live for the live side of the industry don't we so obviously we touched on the pandemic and no shows and how awful that was but you've been able to get back out and play shows um since that's lifted i believe you've literally just um been on tour you know so how has that experience been for you to get back out into the world and playing shows again awesome yeah yeah, we missed it. Sunsleeper did a little run with uh, The World Is a Beautiful Place last year. That was our first time hitting the road since the pandemic. And yeah, it was, I mean, it was a little clunky, but we got, you know, <laughs> we shook the rust off. And um, yeah, we're itching to go back out. Sunsleeper is going to be um, flying out to Fest in Gainesville, Florida uh, in a couple weeks. Doing that will be a lot of fun. Um, a few of our members have been to Fest before. It'll be my first time, so I'm excited to experience it. Have some friends down there. Shout out Intervention and Matt at Smart Punk. Um, but yeah, I'm out, I'm out on the road right now doing a fill and guitar gig, and it's great. I love I love being on the road. I miss my wife. I miss my animals. Yeah. But other than that, it's uh, it's been rejuvenating. It's me making me excited about music. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it has all of us since we've been able to get back out, and obviously Fest that you mentioned are checked out. Uh, when I saw you were playing, and obviously uh, it's got a great lineup. Um, so certainly, um, listeners, if you're listening from uh, the other side of the pond to us in England, if you're over in America, obviously a certain one to check out, uh, and obviously make sure you check out Sunsleeper when you're there. Um, what would be, you know, the kind of plans for the band over the next year or two when it comes to to live? Are you looking to tour as much as possible? Um, are you looking to perhaps come across to somewhere like the UK or Europe? You know, what what are your ambitions? We would love to. Yes, yes. We'd love to tour on this record as much as possible. We've been dying to go overseas. We That's a, a bucket list thing for us. So really hopeful we can do something to that, that sort. Um, we'll see what happens, but we're, we're, we're low-key planning. We're, we're terrible planning, but we're, we're planning right now. And <laughs> hopefully we'll have some team to help us facilitate maybe a, an overseas thing by the end of the next year. Yeah, no, obviously we'd welcome you with open arms, you know, um, and, and love to have you over in the UK. Um, although, obviously, you know, we recognise, you know, if it, things are tough, you know, for musicians at the moment, and, you know, we should acknowledge that. And, you know, especially, 
um, coming across to, to the UK where there's additional pressures from things like we've obviously had Brexit and all that and obviously the pandemic has impacted a lot so you know it's clearly you know isn't an easy task is it Jeff? Right. Yeah it's there's a lot of moving parts people don't think about I think I just saw an article um, who was it it just popped up on my feed a larger artist Anyways, they had an entire UK tour booked and, you know, the, the, the headline was, you know, fiscally, this is, you know, just not a viable option for us right now. And that's a big band, you yeah. know, and once you start hearing about things like that on the back end, I work a little bit in the, uh, the music industry uh, back in Salt Lake. And yeah, just understanding standing the ins and outs and how much money and time and effort, blood, sweat and tears goes into it and how oftentimes international bands whether they're going across the pond or you guys are coming over here, it's you're losing money a lot of the time. Yeah. It's often structured into the deals of just like, you know, you, you, you go into it knowing like you're going to come out at a deficit and like, that's fine. I feel like a lot of bands, especially like us in the beginning, you know, are cutting your teeth and you're coming out, you know, at a de deficit or like breaking even, but on a larger scale, it's, it's a little bit harder, you know, to, go into it knowing it <laughs> i don't know yeah the, the, the psychological uh you know the mind, mind gymnastics of all right we're gonna go live on the road for a month and then also be broke when we come home <laughs> it's yeah. not the easiest thing to swallow but we still would love to <laughs> no <laughs> I, oh, I'm, of course we, we got to get overseas man yeah no definitely i say um we'd love to have you but you know it's interesting you know to hear that and it echoes what a lot of artists that i speak to have to say and you know i think it'd be good for you know the listeners um out there and the music fans in the world to kind of understand that a bit more because you know you see the quite often you know these big machines you know that are touring around and you think oh well they're you know minted they're making so much money from it and actually they're just scraping by and um you know picking up a t-shirt buying a physical album rather than just you know streaming or downloading it or whatever you do you know it makes a hell of a difference to musicians doesn't it absolutely yes yeah. yes picking up the tangible art it's also my favorite thing as as a fan so uh yeah we like when our, our art is tangible and in people's hands and it also helps helps us out on the road quite a bit that's that's yeah we're paying for our taco bell and our gas money a lot of the times out of merch so yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah and um yeah that sets up nicely a nice little plug you know you guys are on the fantastic rude records and if listeners um follow the links that will be in the bio for this episode you'll be able to pick up you know some physical uh merch for sun sleeper so you know if you're enjoying what you're hearing please do obviously consider heading there and helping the band out and picking something up there um and listeners as well um this the time has come in the podcast where i uh talk about social media a little bit more um, because that's obviously the place where everyone keeps up to date with bands these days um, and I love that you've made my life uh, easier because you have the same handle on all of your social media channels so wherever you like to um, indulge in your social media listeners you can find Sunsleeper at Sunsleeper Music they are on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok and obviously head there um, follow the band and you'll be obviously the first to know when there's new shows or new music coming out from them so um jeff it's been fantastic talking to you we have one section left of the podcast um, which we always go last with and it follows the talk of live shows so i'm a bit of a, a set list geek um and the the section is called set list science so the question is how much importance do you place into the structure of a set list and have you got any rules that you tend to follow we do we we kind of 
we like starting off with a bang. It's like our thing. Um, we lull, lull in the middle uh, just for a second, catch your breath, and then end with a bang again. Usually a, a, an outro of a song that maybe we do differently live to, to keep, you, keep it fresh, keep you on your toes. Um, we play short enough sets that it's not too arduous. It's just pretty standard dynamic, up, down, up. But um, we switch it up every, every once in a while. But yeah, we always like ending with something pretty explosive and usually a little bit different than how it sounds on record just just to keep you on your tips <laughs> yeah you gotta make that last impression um i love it no thank you for that jeff um it's been really great talking to you what would be your final message for the listeners today just thanks for listening appreciate it um appreciate your time interviewing me um yeah hey, check us out online support local music if you're in salt lake check out world's worst the homies um yeah shout out root records check out our stuff on there and thanks again i appreciate it yeah no excellent thank you jeff for, for joining us of course man my pleasure yeah. well thank you everyone for listening i really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with sun sleeper please do check out their new album while you can and of course follow the band on social media and while you're at it please do follow full pelt on social media we're on facebook at full pelt and on twitter and instagram at full pelt music and finally, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, wherever you're watching or listening. And we will be back very soon for another episode of the Discover New Music podcast.